Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's that time of the week. Can you believe it? Wednesday night already is here. It's basement show time. Brian and I are doing a little earlier than before. Um, we took a took a took a week off of the video content. Um, we're kind of ahead a few episodes. Uh, over on Patreon.com, you can watch our bonus video content where we watch movies like uh, Sold My Soul for Rock and Roll or Pump Up the Volume. Uh, we also have uh, a show called Undercover Business Tyrants where we watch Undercover Boss and make comments about it. So we uh, took the week off, so we're a little early tonight. Thanks for joining us, people, if this is your first time. Uh, you can always watch us on live stream on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. That's right, Facebook is back. I figured out how to accept Facebook's demerits, their digital demerits. Uh, I accepted them, and then the issue went away, and then I got my posting skills back. So we are back on the Facebook. Um, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian with Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for nine years now, and we are getting closer and closer to the world that we believe in, um, one where the billionaires will pay for their crimes and the rest of us uh, will have happy times. So thanks for being here. Uh, we are starting off as a podcast, group tight-knit group of cool folks, ready to uh, spread this mess across the U.S., and we're getting bigger and better every single day. Uh, we have lots of new things coming uh, during quarantine. There's going to be new streaming capabilities. Uh, the zine's getting back on track, and I don't know if we'll be, be seeing any of uh, any of your wonderful faces this year, but we are prepared to be available 24-7, uh, not really, just really from midnight to 5 a.m. Me and Brian are kind of battling for that time to stream. We're both like, I feel like I can just stream for five hours in the middle of the night. So that's where we're at. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm back. I'm in living the Brian life. You dragged me all the way to your wake up afternoon life. That's where I'm at. Damn. I'm in, I'm living the midnight to, uh, 10 life. Midnight now. to 10. Or okay. One, okay. one or two to 10. That's not bad. Not around 10. Yeah, yeah. Are you just bored? You just go to bed because yeah, you're bored. Nothing to fucking do. I just, it's just like, what? I don't want to watch TV in bed anymore. Okay. I've decided that I don't want to watch TV or look at my phone when I'm laying in bed because I feel like I sleep better if I don't do those two things. Well, that's great. So, you should do the stuff that, yeah, you should do the things that improve your life. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, so once I'm done, it's just like, once I'm done doing whatever I'm doing, which is usually podcasting, sure. I just walk right into the room that's right next to the room that I podcast in, and I lay down in my bed and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I um I did a podcast yesterday, the Free Tote Bag podcast. It's a dating advice podcast, and it was a lot of fun. I got to talk about shit that I don't normally get to talk about. Um, that link will be coming soon. Uh, I also did the Vague Booking podcast with uh, Carter and Jacob uh, last weekend. So that should be hitting soon. Uh, I am getting more podcasting done than ever before. Um, but trying to chill it out, chill it out because uh, I will crash and burn if I, if I try to take on a bunch of work right now. so Yeah, I go I'm, back and forth on it. Because, like, last week I didn't do very much at all. Right. And then this week I'm doing only... I'm doing so much. But next week it's, you know, light schedule again. Yeah, I'm I like, go even schedule. I'm going back and forth of, like... 
okay, this week I'll do a whole bunch, and then next week I won't do hard. I'll just do these two shows, three shows. I I usually I do the you know Holy Boys happens as it goes, so I'm unfortunately not out ahead on that one, and just having to do them every week. But uh, they're good shows. What do you do? What's the which one is the most recent one? Today, uh, uh, John Hagee came out. He is a uh, uh, doomsday guy. He's oh, he's an antichrist hunter. Fun, basically. That's yeah. He's a fun one. I mean, it's really weird because like I didn't come up in the church or anything like that, so I didn't know the di- the subtle differences or not even subtle. It's like there's so many different genres of preacher. Yeah, that uh, I just like last night. We or two nights ago, we recorded the uh, Mark Driscoll episode, and this guy's like Joe Rogan. Type. Oh, cool! Like he's like edgy. He curses and he like talks about the biblical. Is he buff? No, he um, looks like like a, a security guard that wears tactical gear. Okay, kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, that vibe. Like a cop. He looks a lot like a cop. Like a real cop. Right. Not right. like a movie cop where they're all like handsome and they can. I was watching, uh, what the fuck movie was I? Uh, the Bourne movies. So me and my wife watched the Bourne movies two weeks ago. And I was like, there's a car chase in that movie. Now, I am a suspend disbelief guy. I totally get why they did this. And so don't be like, oh, it's a movie, you know? But God, the go- the cops in the car chases, the cops on motorcycles have no bearing. Like, there's no real life reference point for like cops on like badass dirt bike motorcycles being able to chase down burps. Cause uh, they're all like fat guys on huge hogs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you've never seen like cops like, like really keeping up with somebody you know they would never be able to do that i i don't i don't know i feel like i uh have you ever seen those cops do their training exercises on the big ass bikes sure they might do that but it doesn't it's not it's i don't i don't think they would i don't think they can for the thing's got those big side saddles on them and shit they don't even drive dirt bikes man no it's definitely not dirt they bikes. ride like it cops in movies ride like dirt bikes or like uh 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 like like a ninja or a Kawasaki type dirt yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, that's bike, definitely. You know? I've never seen that. That's not what cops ride. You know, yeah. cops ride like, like uh, uh, the big hog, like almost a car motorcycles. And I just I can't imagine them chasing Jason Bourne across a city, you know, and putting their life at risk, like you know, jumping over, like driving down steps and shit like that yeah. on their motorcycles. It just, I just, yeah, it's hard for me to uh, imagine that. But uh, you know, but he had this, he had like the super secret police after him, right? No, not in. Oh, this is like just- in, well, yeah, because like. He does have them after him, but generally he's being chased by the regular ass police. Okay. They're jobbers. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, uh, they'll be like, uh, there's a criminal in the air, Jason Bourne, dangerous criminal in the area of, on, in this area of France. And then all the cops in the town jump on their motorcycles and yeah. go try to chase him down. That's what somebody in the chat said. This is, this is France where they have like beautifully, beautiful, thin acrobat. X game officers. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I guess maybe that's true. I guess I'm, in America we have Matt, uh, Matt can call in the French guy. Matt can call in and tell us. Yeah, in America we just have like uh, generally guys that I can't imagine running. Yeah, and then th- we put them in these like really 
Which, this is the only good thing about the way we treat cops. We put them in really uncomfortable, cumbersome outfits. (laughs) I used to, like, uh, uh, when I was a cable guy, I had to wear a tool belt. And, like, I just can't imagine chasing somebody with all that on. Yeah. You know? I don't think that the cops are... I mean, a lot of cops are oafish brutes that beat the shit out of people, too, and love chasing them down. But there is, sure, there's there's a certain... Part of the police force, like when I was at Planned Parenthood and we had to call the cops on somebody, a guy showed up and he didn't even get out of his car. He was just like poured into his car, like just a pile of fudge. Yeah. And uh, he just like pulls up halfway in and out of the road, talking to the guy, telling him like, you know, you can't be around here. You can't do that. And yeah. then he pulls his car up to us and is like, I told him he can't do all that. And then he just drives away. Yeah, he like The laziest out. fucking, yeah. He drove he did to not get connect out. two sides of a conversation. Basically a moving desk chair is what yeah. he has. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, that's when I got robbed, probably in the same area you were doing that at. The cop never even got out of his car. I mean, I... I didn't call the police when I got robbed. I called my manager, which is the police. Sure. That's know? the police, yeah. Then my manager called the police. And it was like, oh, I don't know. And then they had me talk to him. And I was just like, I don't know what the guy fucking looked like, man. He had a gun. Yeah. And then they brought a line up to my house. And I assume I picked the wrong guy. You picked a guy? Well, they were like, pick a guy. And I was just like, I mean, I don't fucking know. Yeah, you got to figure. We gotta it was figure. like two or three weeks after. Yeah. The thing happened. It was like, how? I don't know. I, I don't fucking know which guy it is. Yeah. I, I don't care anymore That's at tough. this point. I'm already yeah. off work. I'm on pain pills. This is fucking great. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Mark Driscoll is like a, a cop looking guy, one of those short, stout, cop looking guys that's just kind of like he'll give you a biblical reason why it's okay for your wife to give you blowjobs and stuff like that oh really yeah he's that's fun i've never heard i haven't really think i've dabbled in that kind of christianity it's like uh, it's really masculine christianity i had a really good guest uh scott benson bonds bombs fall he wrote he made the he was part of the team that made a night in the woods Uh uh video game and he was telling us that there's these like men's retreats that that they go on a lot, which I happen to know somebody that went on a Christian men's retreat and I didn't know what they did. Yeah. They said we went on a men's retreat and Scott had been on a couple men's retreats because Scott was a Christian and for a period of time and explained that it's like a lot of guys trying to find like loopholes for jacking off or like uh, guys asking if like, so uh he said this is all, all it's just a preview but he said he went with a guy that was like super christian and scott was like on the other end of like is kind of coming out of it and it was yeah. like the guy got real mad at him and like confronted him at the like, end of the retreat near the end and he was like so nobody's just gonna do, agree not to jack off like this, we're gonna go home, and there's not gonna be anything said about because, like, I guess they had just been sitting around talking about jacking off the whole fucking time, and nobody agreed not to jack off because they're full of like, because like, uh, uh, you're allowed to jack off if you're a Christian. You're just not allowed to lust if you're a Christian. Uh. So if you like jack off. Like Mark Driscoll says, if you jack off thinking about tractors, then it's okay to jack off. But I would contend that if you can jack off thinking about tractors, 
then you're sexually attracted to tractors. Sure. So that's just, you're lusting after tractors. But yeah, yeah so that's... Misplaced lust. You know, that's the kind of conversation, more or less, that... <laughs> okay. So weird. Great. Christ, the Christian stuff is so weird to me. The, like, really heavy evangelical Christian stuff is yeah. just... Finding a loophole to jack off is just like, look, every... None of you are without sin in this department, in this room. Sure. I don't I don't want to hear about it. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, everybody has guilt around that thing when they're young. Sure. You know? No reason to put more guilt on people. Yeah, it's tough. It is. It's a really stupid thing. Uh, probably part of the reason why we, so, we handled coronavirus so horribly as well. Oh, yeah. We're that, open back up, my man. Yeah, the world's back. The wheels keep on turning, right? We're back, man. Columbus, Ohio is opened back up, baby. I uh, the I economy's saw, rolling. When, oh man, I didn't do a deep, I didn't do a deep enough dive on this, and I feel bad that I'm going to bring it up. But I saw that a uh, a big tattoo protest was canceled. Yeah, I was on Instagram and saw a big banner that said "Tattoo Tattoo Artists Against Quarantine." protest has been canceled at the state house yeah because they're allowed to go back to yeah. tattooing and right. stuff they're like shit we're allowed they were freaking out a little bit i saw like yeah. tattooists and piercers were like when are you gonna let us do our thing man yeah which um you know i mean i guess feasibly you, you make it up in your mind oh we just let one person in at a time and then i'm just exposed to one person a day or whatever or two people a day uh but uh, Dave Davenport, who's who has worked a lot on Street Fight artwork, posters, and and merch, and all of that, uh, he said the first day he went back, he tried to tattoo somebody, and they brought a person with them, and that person said that they were around somebody that tested positive. Yeah, and he was just like, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I'm not going back." Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I have a like a a, a, a nuanced take on the okay. opening back up. Like it's it. sort of weird. I, uh, uh, so when this all started and Brett, you were a person who had, you were a person who was skeptical about it, right? Like at the very beginning, he was skeptical for one. I week. wasn't Don't. skeptical. <laughs> I think I just had no idea. Right. So we were all joking around about it sure. in February. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we're all having a good laugh about coronavirus in February and then everything happened in March and we were like, oh, maybe this is real. Sure. And like all I hope is that our first instinct was right. I think <laughs> like it, that's it all was. I've been thinking about is like if our first instinct that this was all bullshit was right, then we're okay. You know what I mean? I don't know that that's true, and I don't think that's true. And even if it's not true, they will never admit it's not true. Like yeah. what? Once we open, we're open. They ain't going I don't back. Think so. I, think I don't they think they're going back again. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. They'll have to. I don't know, man. At some point, they're going to have to say, we can't, we have to shut it down again. Because I don't think it's going to get reported on the same way again. Like, I don't think that, like, when people start dropping dead from it this time, they just aren't going to, like, talk about it. We'll you see. Know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just this this thing in politics, and, and I don't know how long it's been. You know, the first I can remember of it is, like, 2004, where you're never allowed to admit that you're wrong. Uh, is like one of those like because that was a big famous thing about bush when when they asked him if there's anything he, he wouldn't do 
over again if he had the chance to do it over again he was like no i would just do everything yeah you know what i mean like where it's like these guys can't really they never admit they're wrong once they open the shit back up these guys aren't gonna be like well we were wrong we shouldn't open it back up because that to them shows some kind of weird weakness i just think they're just gonna let people die like i mean they're gonna let it spread and let people die don't i think that we're only going to open up more now you what about you think concerts and shit though are coming back Mm, i think that like uh, uh it'll be a little bit but like and i think it'll be hard to get art there will be artists that will do it and i think i even have yeah i do have a, a news story about a guy yeah i don't know and my buddy I'm not uh, so, oh, I'm not- actually my my buddy from oklahoma city said there was a comedy club open that was having a comedian in and uh i don't think concerts and shit i don't think we're gonna be able to like We won't perform live until we know that our listeners are safe, right? Like, or relatively safe, as safe as you can be in this world. Like, I don't plan to perform live. But I do think that, like, people, I just think that, like, once they open it all back up, then it it takes a real person, a real human to be like, we fucked up. We shouldn't have opened everything back up. And then we're going to have to close everything up again. It takes like a real special person that can't make it into politics to do that. Sure. <laughs> you know? like, <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I mean, I just, I feel, I, I'm nervous about it. I'm not saying, I am just like, at this point, all we can really do is hope that it's not as bad as they said it was going to be. Yeah. You know? Like, that's yeah. all we can really, we can not go out, which I'm not going out. You know, but the beer garden down the street from my house is opening at the end of this week. With what? Like just just patio. Every other. Just patio. patio. I don't know every other. I don't know any of that stuff. But like I take a walk every day and I walk through downtown and everything is open. Everything except for the concert halls and the clubs and a lot of the bars. But I'm talking like retail, coffee shops, restaurants. We're all back, dude. It's all back. People were shopping today out there uh and, and like going indoors and people weren't wearing masks and and there's already like a backlash against masks now so it's just kind of like i just don't have faith it, I, like i don't have faith in the in in any people at this point like in i have faith in people that like like listeners of this show or like more more uh even liberal type people i have faith in them that they're going to stay home and they're not going to go out like i do have that kind of faith i think that people that are engaged and plugged in will stay home but i also think that like the amount of people that are super engaged and plugged in is not as high as we would like to think that it is (laughs) you know what i mean and that like i told you on sunday like i went to visit my mom on mother's day and we stood outside six feet apart and she said that she's already trying to get a hair appointment like on sunday before the shit was even open she was like an early adopter to hair appointments yeah i just don't think people yeah i mean my sister's been called back into work i think and like i just think everybody's it's i think she said june or something right yeah but she's she she knows when yeah and like i think that like the longer things are open back up the more in in like arizona they're talking about doing concerts 
And mm-hmm. uh, uh, they said live sports, concerts, uh, all that stuff is back yeah. at the end of this month, you know? Yeah. So I just think that, like, once they open it up, I, I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. Once they open it up, if people start dropping dead, I think that it's just going to not be a big news story is what it's going to be. Or could be a news story that nobody in charge references. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the deaths start going up. And then the news maybe starts covering it, but Trump is like, we've moved on from that already. And then that's all we get out of these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've just seen him drop the ball too many times on too many fucking things. And and like Yeah, they're they're in a real hurry to get back to, to normal. And then the the people are too. Yeah. The people want there's the people that want to be able to go and uh I do. I said this, I, I I'll say this now. Like it's gonna take everything in me. Not to, like, start making unnecessary trips out again. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to. And I know it's fucking selfish. And it's, like, gonna be, like, a trial for me to not do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, like, it's gonna gonna be hard for me not to do stuff. I'm not going to because, obviously, I don't want to get coronavirus. And I don't want to give it out to people either. Read what happens about the people that got it. (laughs) Yeah, I read a motherfucking essay from this woman that has it, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'm not leaving." Yeah, I agree. But even in my, but my brain, I just know how my brain works. I'm just like being. Uh, uh, I, there's an abundance of caution for me to know my worst impulses and to know. Yeah, that like there's a lot of people like me out there that really want this over with that are really gonna fucking believe in the end of the believe that this is over and they're gonna fucking yeah. not have the same restraint that i have well i mean that's the thing too is like even the the stuff that i was was like you know when like there was no reason for me and my family and the, the people we were around to like panic immediately we didn't know anybody that had it or anything um but you know uh in and you know quarantining staying inside being able to work from home all of that stuff has helped us but it does kind of lull you back into a little bit where you kind of want to just forget like oh, maybe we beat it you know maybe let's we go to the movies maybe, yeah let's just go to the movies yeah yeah uh an arkansas venue planning to hold a country music concert with more than 200 people on friday will be served a cease and desist letter the state's governor said tuesday you can't just arbitrarily determine when the restrictions are lifted. That's something that is done based on public health requirements, Governor Asa Hutchinson said during a news conference regarding an intimate solo acoustic performance with Travis McCready scheduled for May 15th at the Temple Live event space. The Arkansas Department of Health issued a directive last week that said that starting on May 18th, indoor venues could hold events with 50 people or fewer. We're doing our Arkansas show. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't think we'd get more than 50 in Arkansas. I think we could do that. <laughs> uh, we charge uh, an exclusive COVID hazard pay price. <laughs> We're going to do comedy behind like a big plastic shield. Yeah, uh, venues that wanted to hold events with more than 50 people must be operating at less than 34% capacity and also submit a plan to the department. Clearly, it's three days before we determined it was an appropriate time to open up to a limited capacity in some of those informal venues. And even if you're going to have 250 people at the venue, you still have to have a specific plan that would be approved by the Department of Health. None of that was done in this case. Um, So, uh... 
this club, I guess, um, the Department of Health will be sending the venue a cease and desist letter, Hutchinson said, on Wednesday morning. Tickets for the show were still on sale. Hmm. A message seeking comment from Temple Live, which is in Fort Smith <laughs> on the border of Oklahoma, went unanswered Wednesday. Mike Brown, a venue spokesperson, told NBC affiliate KNWA last month that as far as he knows, the show is the first announced since coronavirus shutdowns began in March. He said the event would be in line with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Guidelines. Our capacity is 1,100, and we've scaled it down to 229 to meet CDC recommendations for social distancing, he said. Brown said that seating was arranged in clusters six feet apart. That group would... That group would have to be the people that you've been home with, your family members or someone that you're comfortable being in that six-foot social distance space, he said. And concert goers would have their temperatures taken before entering. <laughs> like, how you even determine... Like this, this is bullshit, right? Like this, this idea that like, well, it would just be people, you know, it yeah. would be groups of people, you, like your me, lovers. my wife, my daughter, yeah. uh, my wife's boyfriend, like all of us are going to come to the show together and sit six feet away from anybody else. And right. this is still indoors, you know, I would almost even feel better if this was outside. Yeah. Almost. But I just think that that like uh, uh, when I saw that there was a show announced, I I just I couldn't even believe it. But I had heard yesterday that the com that a comedy club in Oklahoma City had a show booked with a with a national comedian yeah. that was going to come in and do was going to come in and do his comedy. And I'm just like, why? What? Why? Why yeah. do it? But. Like people need money. And that's what I've been thinking about too in regards to like people like me and you who this show has a relatively stable source of income that doesn't necessarily, we don't have to rely on touring. But if you are, if we were desperate to make money again, right? Like let's say we didn't have this stable source of income and all of our money came from touring, I wonder how willing we would be to sit out. Yeah. For a year. It, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I do think that, and, and, and that's another thing that, like, uh, it's just, I'm trying to be a good person, but I also understand the side of a person who's like, no, I'm going to go do a comedy show. That's how I pay my bills. Right. And I have to go do it. Right. You know, I just don't think you're going to sell enough tickets. To do a comedy show that makes sense. Right. And I think it 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 hits your I, I guess like your brand gets hit a lot harder when you kill a bunch of your fans. True. You know what I mean than if you just sit home yeah. for six months. But I don't know what the I, I but all the incentive in the world is there for these guys to be the first people to announce shows. Right. That's what I've been thinking about a lot. It's like yeah, we can all say we're not going to gather, but at some point, somebody is going to be like, I'll fucking do a show. I don't care. Yeah. And then a room full of people are going to show up to see that fucking show. Nick yeah. DiPaolo would probably book a show now and have the room filled with people, you know? Yeah. And like, we're not, it's, we're, we're fucking headed downhill now, you know? We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's what, that's what it, everything suggests. Uh, it is, it seems pretty drastic. Um, but, but I'll say I'm nervous about it. And again, I, as I wanted to say, like, this is not me advocating 
this is not me saying I'm going to go out. I'm saying that there is temptation for even me. Yeah. And that like, I think that like, I'm in a, and, and I'm sure there are people listening to this, this show right now that feel temptation too. And like, uh, even a month from now, like if you start thinking like, oh, well, uh, it doesn't seem like it's gotten any worse a month from now, then you're going to be tempted again. Like that's another temptation, Yeah, you know? And like, I just know like by completely imperfect and selfish thought process is reproduced in a lot of other humans that came up in this world. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Understandable. (laughs) And I think it's worth mentioning. Like, I think it is worth saying, like people do want to get out of their house and people, uh, it is going to be very hard for people to stay home when things start happening again. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, the lockdown, I think, helped avoid that, whatever that initial wave was. And, uh, we'll, we're just gonna, this one is, uh, I guess this one is like they really are handing it over our lives into our own hands, where now it's, you kind of get to decide how much exposure you want to have to this thing to find out, uh, if it's really something you want to fuck with. I wish that was true, though. Because, like, if you're a person that works at one of these venues or that's something, true. You're, you're not right. getting to make that, that is decision. What's, yeah, that's what's You sucks. know? You're right. Like, because if we were able... People, it's the rich and the privileged people that have work-at-home jobs when they're like, we're not going to talk about bringing anyone back until June 1st, you know? Yeah. Hey, take the rest of the month off. Yeah, I really told... I do wish that, like, that was the choice that we were able to... That we were making right now. Like, you the, can go out, you can run your business, you can do your thing... Uh, we're fine. Do it. You know, uh, I just, that's and not the case. That's I, not what's happening. I think them. I think they're setting those schools up too, where they're going to have to go like staggered days or something. They're going to be assigned one or two days a week. I know go. colleges are gut are like, uh, and the Dr. Fauci dude was like, I wouldn't like prepare to be going to in-person classes at college on in September. I just wouldn't even that's not something that you should be guaranteeing. I haven't listened to this guy. What? I haven't listened to this guy. Uh, He, I don't know. I don't know. I just know know the hate for him. Well, I mean, he's a Trump's guy. Mm. I, I mean, I guess like he's, he has broke from the White House on stuff, but he's also like standing next to Donald Trump while Donald Trump is like, open it back up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but he's a doctor. I think he's trying to kind of like, I, I guess if I had to guess, if I had to get in this, this Fauci guy's brain, uh-huh. he's trying to like limit the damage that Trump can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, um, you know what? I'm going to, I, let me put a pin in this. Well, this is something I hope to do in the future. But talking about like people need money, uh, somebody sent this to me, and I posted it on this in on the Twitter and Facebook pages. One of those, you know, it comes out. They come out every so often. One of those graphics that just explains like how much money Jeff Bezos has. Yeah, and it's amazing because they just show like. million dollars, the amount of money that on average we will have, like we will earn in our whole entire life. And it's this little black square. And then they're like, this is $1 billion. And it's this giant thing. And then they're like, this is how much he has. He's close to a trillion now. And you just, it goes on forever. And like we could, our stupid little cheap lives could easily be provided for. It's just so apparent every time. I don't know. It just sucks because nobody believes it. People don't understand how how great the divide is. Like that, how, that a billion how, is a million millions. Yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, and a trillion is a trillion a billion billions? I don't know. I don't either, but that's a lot. A million billions? Maybe a million. I don't know. It's just such it's an a amount trillion, of a money. Million billion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a trillion is. Hopefully, somebody in the chat or, or there's some mathematician yeah, there's yelling somebody. at their uh, computer right now. But yeah, I mean. You know, I hope people are smart and, and like, I hope that people are, <laughs> I hope people are, are better than me as a person. Like, again, I'm only doing the weekly grocery shopping. That's what I'm going out to do. Yeah. I'll hang out with Brett. I'll come over here and I'll do weekly grocery shopping. And if my friends want to get together and hang out in the backyard, I'm willing to do that too. But I'm not going to the beer garden. Yeah. The Hofbrau house. Yeah. Not worth it. Like, it doesn't need to be open. Make, you can make pretzels at your house. Yeah. And just... Beer cheese also easy to make at your house. Yeah. You just pour some beer and some cheese in a thing and you got yourself a beer <laughs> cheese. You know? Yeah. I think. You no, know, it's just you make, like, the roux with beer. Okay. And then... And then you put cheese in it. Yeah. Yeah. Beer, cheese... Beer cheese. A little bit of flour. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I decided today... Ah, let's do this real quick, because it's just a tweet that I saw. One trillion is one million billion. Okay. One million times one billion. Okay. All right. I saw this tweet today, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, um, Reuters is hosting an hour-long virtual sing-along tomorrow at 8 a.m. for its employees. <laughs> Fauci started in 1984, so he's not a Trump guy. Okay. <laughs> just hey. wanted to correct, just so people knew. He's not a, I didn't say he's a Trump guy. I'm saying that, like, I, I don't know. I trust, I guess I trust him, okay. you know? I just, I would, re, I guess I'm, I, like, being like, you should resign. I didn't you know? know anything about him. Just yeah, I don't know the guy. I don't care, really. I'm not listening to him. So what were you saying? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, I was just saying that Reuters is doing a virtual sing-along, making its employees do an 8 a.m. sing-along on Zoom tomorrow. And it's just like, how many of these things are going on? Because I have seen a lot of people saying there's been a lot of mandatory fun from their jobs on Zoom. And I, I would really love to, maybe Sunday night, if you want to call in and tell us about your mandatory fun yeah. at work, I would love to hear about that. I'm sure, I'm sure like the HR blog mills and like all of the content creators for like uh workplace emotional intelligence and stuff were like hey gang we gotta make this fun you know that that they just started passing around all these articles on how to have how to place virtual scrabble or how to ev everybody builds a fort everybody put on clown makeup and show up <laughs> so uh my, my daughter is uh she did she she was on two hours of them today it was a lot yeah. For like she, school? Yeah. So there's some artist that she is that she's like he's in Arizona and he's zooming with the whole class and showing them his studio and talking about like his why how he creates art. He creates like stone sculptures and shit. Uh and your daughter he, pay a lot of attention to she it. She was like, actually intently. pretty interested. I was surprised. Really? Yeah. She was uh on her hands and knees doing like the classic uh, with like you know the butt up in the air, yeah, on the on the ground, hardwood floor, just right on her knees and elbows, and just staring at that uh iPad. Gwen hasn't done a Zoom thing really? since the whole thing really crashed. Yeah, she's they not don't doing do them. Zooms. No, oh. no, but they're they're not mandatory, so she ain't fucking doing them. Those, they're for like lectures and stuff, or yeah, they'll be like if you guys want to meet tomorrow 
who knows to talk them. about it. Yeah. Otherwise, just study and turn in the homework. Yeah, she did say that a lot of parents are making their kids like keep their bedtime schedules and i was like in fucking ninth grade i know <laughs> that's the first thing that went away for me when summers would come every year when my daughter was like real young like as soon as summer was on it's like you fucking go to bed when you go to bed you get up when you get up i don't fucking care yeah you know? same we do that too <laughs> we'll start living a fucking full-on nightlife <laughs> like every year for her whole time, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, so it's like she said that she has one friend at school that has to go to bed at eight every day. That sucks. And I was, or nine. I think she said nine. And it's just like, God damn. My niece is having, uh, I, I don't know this for sure, but my sister was trying to get my niece to go to bed early. And I was just like, oh, I, you know, she's she's also a teen. It's like, no, just let them stay up all night. Who cares? You know, as long as they get the work done. Yeah. They got to do the work. That's yeah. all you got to do. Learn, Glenn try, been, learn some shit. I've gotten zero anything from any of her teachers that she's not doing her work. So I am perfectly fine with yeah. whatever she's doing. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that they're being as rigorous sure about the work yeah you know yeah but i don't i don't care yeah that's but, fine but if you it's really just it. amount i mean it's like really school is just getting people used to working in an office uh and so they just have to replicate what adults are doing in the office is really all that school is supposed to be so yeah. we're people are working a lot but also at the same time not getting shit done the same way as it was before yeah she's two and a half she's two weeks away from being done anyway for the year so yeah. she's just kind of like i don't know it's a bummer it, like it, it kind of did hit me I, was, I, I think the seniors this year, she's been talking about like how the proms in July, they have like pushed the prom to July. Yeah. And it's like only fucking losers would go to that. I mean, from Groveport, I'm sure like in my neighborhood, they have civic pride. Yeah. You know, but like, why I, didn't you go? I didn't go to the prom when I was in yeah, well, I don't, high yeah. school anyway. Sure. But I, I just, you're graduated, you know, you're out of there. Like going and doing some high school thing in July, the year you but graduate. Everybody's seems, life is on hold. Now. I know, I know, I know. And they're not getting to walk, yeah, or any of that. They're not getting that whole thing. Which to me, as an adult, I'm just like, well, you were part of history, so like, I guess like just hang your hat on that. Yeah, you know, there's moments where I've been a part of history where I wasn't where I necessarily wanted to be. Yeah. You know, I would say, and this is going to sound like bullshit, but J20, I didn't want to fucking be there. You know, it, it, we were there and it was a part of history. I'm glad we were there, but I had panic attacks and whined about it for three weeks before we went and did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, you just, you realize like, you have, you have to realize in the moment that like in, in 10 years, this is going to be more... This is going to, what, what's happening now seems boring now, but it's going to be more of a story, yeah. I guess, than graduation night where you just walk and then go get drunk and fucking yeah. end school, you right, know? Right. So. You go to a secret field where someone smuggled a keg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we just went to people's houses. They were pretty hip to 
you know, oh, you're 18, you know, go ahead and get drunk. We found someone, some plot of land somewhere, and there was just a secret party that everybody drove out just outside of town to, like, the country area. And one, one of my friends got her keys stuck in the car, and she didn't want to call for help. So she, she got this guy to break the window for her. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't walk, by the way. I, I don't know if people know that. I didn't walk at my high school graduation. Oh, my goodness. Really? I flunked. Oh, no. That's so surprising. And I was up in the stands. And I got to tell you, man. Real loser energy, real loser vibes up in the stands when when you're like even your most like loser friends are walking that aisle. Yeah, you know I, like, there Bummer some... was there. <laughs> there. Flunk Flunky was there. There were Goober. Some... Who else was there? Total fucking loser. Nose dive was there. Um. Foot in the mouth. <laughs> it was me and a bunch of 11th graders sitting up in the fucking stands being like, I'm going to go fucking smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, these guys down here, they can't even fight. They can't even party. Look at them. They're just yeah. sitting in the sun. Wearing the stupid Dorks. outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't make it. I All did right. not. But uh, I didn't. I mean, the prom and that stuff, it's not something I thought about. And I just think that like, uh, uh. People place a lot of emphasis on that at the time because it does feel very important in your in the time. But I think that like uh, you can live a full and complete life without walking on the graduation or going yeah. to prom. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I don't think that's impossible. That's to a do. great. That's we should get you on the iHeartRadio. Oh, the commencement. You should, you should do the commencement speech. Well, I'd be full of shit though, because like I did. Do do- uh, I I did do my Ohio State one and was like, I can't even lie and say I wasn't like incredibly proud when I did that and felt really good. Did it was smiling. I walked. I walked oh, at the oh, Ohio no. State. The, and when I graduated from Ohio State, I walked and like shook the hand and took yeah. the thing and it walked off and I'm smiling in the picture. It was like really exciting to me. Yeah. And I was like very happy about it. So I would be lying if I said I like I I couldn't say I never did it. But like uh I had to do that one because it was like a fuck you to the other one. Sure. You know, like oh you fucking you could have had me walking in your fucking graduation, but you fucked the whole thing up by not inspiring me. <laughs> sure, <laughs> pretty much. What I'll say, yeah. yeah. Um But I think you know, it's 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 such a weird fucking time. And and I think that's the right decision not to do it just because it's a thing. Sure. And uh I hope these kids understand that. I, yeah. I don't know if they might not now, but I can tell you that in the future they will they will get it. And sure. they will graduate from college a lot, but especially in my daughter's school district. <laughs> They're like they got like a ninety six percent rate or some shit like that. So uh Kristen I, I, Oh, go ahead. I got one thing for you. I got two things for you. Well, I'll get the first one out of the way. Just this is um a little bit of a conspiracy that somebody sent in uh related to billboards. So it says here, hey gang, I started listening to you cats after hearing Brian shit talk Mike Rowe on Citations Needed. Look forward to hearing him guest on there again. Down to business. Didn't you just do it again? Yeah, I'll be on there. I don't know when they release them, but I I did it like two weeks ago. Or last week. Last Monday or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But I'll be on there soon, I promise. During the latest Sunday call-in show, Brian brought up the highway, highway billboards thanking healthcare workers. He wondered why they weren't thanking service workers. I have an anecdote about that. I work for AAA in Baltimore. 
People need their cars, so I'm considered essential. I drive all over the city and surrounding counties while working. When Shelter at Home was starting, all of those highway billboards had thanks essential workers, messages, and had stock photos with sanitation workers, letter carriers, and cashiers on them. Yeah! A couple of weeks into things, there were a lot of stories in the news about Amazon workers staging walkouts, Instacart workers striking, and some grocery store workers staging walkouts to protest lack of PPE. Around that time, around the time that happened, all of the highway billboards switched too. Thank you, healthcare workers and first responders. Uh, and, and they also switched the pictures to stock photos of hospital workers and police officers. Yeah. I did notice it. It did cut down within a month. Like the who we were thanking again. You know? Oh, yeah, it did. It did. It was like, goodness gracious. Well, we got groceries. Thank God that the people are still doing groceries. And then it was just like, ew, they want hero pay. They want to keep the hero pay. They're full of themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We really... Uh... Also, there's a petition for Kroger to sign the hero pay. That's also on the Street Fight made Facebook and uh, Twitter pages. Oh, I hope that works. I will sign it for sure yeah. but yeah they they uh they took the hero pay away and as soon as it was like well they they can't fucking leave us in a lurch now right you know? <laughs> uh, um so but uh, i do i i'll i'll agree with you though like it is odd that it changed or that like the blue angels aren't flying over cities to you know, show appreciation for the Grubhub drivers. <laughs> yes, yes. I guess. Who we love. Like, which, like, and, and all you would have to do to have that be for them, because who cares if the Blue Angels fly over your city? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm even trying to figure out, like, why they're like, nurses love these airplanes. Just old, old gra grandpa, dorky grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> are the ones that love it yeah and and all they would have to do to make that an all-encompassing thing is say the blue angels are flying over for you know cashiers grubhub drivers fucking uh, uh nurses doctors all of them but instead it's like for healthcare with this these this blue angel flyover this is for healthcare workers this is not for you right. okay so the person says, I can't help but think the timing of the change wasn't a coincidence. They agree with you. It felt like the messaging was for service workers to know their place, and it pissed me off. On working during the pandemic, it's sort of scary, but it does feel like life is still normal because my routine is still kind of the same. I'm fortunate that I'm working outdoors, and the company has given us the green light to leave calls if the customers aren't following social distancing. Having said that, the company isn't giving us hazard pay. They gave us a one-time $200 bonus, and that's it. They also hung signs and banners that say shit like, Heroes work here, all over the shop. <laughs> Every time I see one of those, I get the urge to stroll into the main boss's office and tell him I'm not a fucking hero, I'm a fucking dude with a mortgage I need to pay. Mm -hmm. Keep casting the top-notch pods, and if you catch... <laughs> we're cats. I love being hep cats. I just... Keep casting the top-notch pods, and if you cats ever do a post-pandemic show in Baltimore, I'll go on an hours-long walk with Brian. Okay, hour? Hours. I was going to say, if you just think you're getting out in an hour, I walked for six today. Okay. Or eight, maybe. Um, I got... I saw this thing, uh, our, our buddy Kristen, 
she's been on a show. Kristen Kristen Porter from the DSA. Yes. Uh D O N Donya Isabel on Twitter. D O N A I I gotta get her how to spell that. D O N A I S A B E L L E. Okay. And uh she she posted this in a chat and we miss her with all of our heart because she's one of our most staunch wrestling buddies when we do dynamite viewing parties mm. and always shows up to the variety show. Like yeah, in- she shows up to every show in Columbus. She's the best. Uh never been never asked to be on the list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, she sent me this. She used to be a barista. And uh she sent me this uh Instagram or didn't send it to me. She posted this Instagram post from Barista magazine. Okay. okay. I read this and it sent me into a fucking tailspin. Okay? And okay. and maybe I'm wrong about this. I would love for somebody to tell me that I'm wrong about this, but this is crazy to me. Okay. Are freelance baristas the future of coffee? Okay, hired guns. (laughs) Being a freelance barista offers a variety of flexible schedule and endless opportunities to expand your... Yeah, right? Like, all right. You know, freelance means independent contractor is what that means. So, Um, I'm wondering, do like... uh, do they show up to your house and like make it in your house? Well, I think what this is is that... It sounds like the idea, well, I can finish reading this, yeah. but this sounds like the idea that somebody came up with for an app and they're sort of floating it, Yeah, it if sound- that makes sense. Yeah, it really, it seems like, I guess it, in a way it's like, hi, I'm an independent uh, coffee owner and I run through baristas like crazy. I hate having to train them and do all this stuff. I'd rather just have a list of freelance baristas that I can hire. You right, know, and I gotta for say, for a day, a, like who's gonna be like what kind of hotshot barista comes in? This is like, you know, how much you gonna get really? I that well, and and then when taxes come out, how much is it really gonna be in the end when you got pay them taxes? It's not like a star tender position. It is. It could be, it but could I be, do not right. think that's what they're pitching. It does open it up to star <laughs> like barista stars? There could be people when you're like, oh my. God, Helen, Helen is Helen, uh, Helen, uh, I love Helen from Instagram is serving a full tasting spread of her favorite coffees. You know, that's where you kind of hope they, that Helen would own her own coffee shop. That's yeah. where you kind of hope that a person that's that good at something <laughs> no, man, can they, be the person that runs the place. No, man. They got to be free. <laughs> they got to be able to pick up the soil and taste it. And they got to be able to roll into town and give you like a Yurgachev that will hit the spot. You know, <laughs> they got to be able to hit the right notes. They want to be able to get to like, you know, get to know the local roasters and just wherever, man, wherever they can find a... Whenever they can find a, an espresso machine, they can do their magic. So this is just an ad for a column that they're doing about freelance baristas. But at the end, it says, in part two of our Barista Mag online series about freelance coffee work, we look at some companies that connect independent baristas to cafes with open shifts, uh, independent contractor status, and more. Check it out today. So that's like yeah. the link. And then they have a picture of somebody. And I... I <laughs> I guess, like, to me, uh, this is, like, this is the beginning of, this feels like the beginning of something. 
yeah. that we're seeing happening. Like, this is something that uh, I felt wasn't possible. And what I mean by that is that, like, okay, taxis, uh, you can see how Lyft worked. You know, people didn't really love taxis. And then, like, when Lyft came along, it was cheaper, and it just priced taxis out a bit. It just kind of priced the taxis out, and Lyft is the thing. There was also and, like, a golden a- era when it happened where pe- you could actually do it as a as a second job yes 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 and 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 that so taxis then became independent contracting jobs and that sort of you could see that i couldn't see it coming but like maybe in retrospect we should have seen something like that happening sure and then deliveries got taken over by this and there are a lot of even pizza shops that used to deliver that are now using grubhub to deliver and stuff like that so that's another like thing that's gone but in my in my mind i never foresaw a future where the people that work behind the counter at cafes and restaurants would be independent contractors i i in my most cynical brain couldn't figure out how they were going to do that yeah and then i saw this and i was like oh my god that's how they're gonna fucking do it they're gonna fucking tell people like you can fucking travel the world being a barista you know you can move anywhere you want in the country hey you don't need to have a fucking job you can work at a different (laughs) coffee shop every single day if you want to yeah they're gonna so they're gonna show some fresh-faced young person like traveling like following going to a concert (laughs) and then the band is like hey you should come with us and they travel the country working at the day job that they get on their new coffee app and then seeing their favorite band every single night and this really (laughs) did and this opened up like so much to me like this opened up like like just cooks this opened up like a lot of people to that yeah i don't want people fucking freelancing (laughs) well the coffee thing i mean starbucks really built an entire you, you can't get you can't everybody can't drink coffee like i gave it up i mean you can't rely they're like doing an ET the game thing where they just think that there was always going to be more people to buy their coffee. And they have this gigantic system that churns people in and out that barista is like a huge, has to be a huge part of our economy. Yeah. I mean, there, it, there, it, there is a need for this because there are so many fucking people that have been fired from Starbucks. Yeah. And well, that and they can and take advantage they have, of, they have manufactured that. I mean, I think Starbucks has been very successful in manufacturing that that need for coffee. Oh, like, yeah. They have, like, really, they have their hooks in very deep. They're McDonald's now. Sure, yeah. You know? Like, uh, they, uh, they're, they're probably more ubiquitous now than McDonald's. And probably more uh, uh, symbolic of America than than mcdonald's is at this point you know true like people shit talk mcdonald's and talk down about mcdonald's but people don't do that like about starbucks you know and and when i was growing up it was like you just sort of thought that like there was never gonna be a food place as big as mcdonald's ever like it, it it was the default to a lot of people like if my parents said what do you want for dinner it was always mcdonald's always and now it does feel like like i i feel 
now when it's when the economy's moving normally and when we're all out and we're hanging out I mean, it's no fucking thing. It's it's just a regular fucking day if I go spend $15 on coffee with my family. You yeah. know? We're going to go out. We're going to go fucking run around. Yep. Uh, let's stop at Starbucks, and we'll each get a fucking coffee. Yep. You know? And, like, you you have the same thing. Like, when you and your wife are out running around, she has to stop every right. once in a while and get a fucking coffee. Yep. You know? <laughs> my daughter needs a cake pop. Yeah. Success. That is... They have successfully done it and yeah, like but really worm their way into being like this thing. And barista is barista is a job that's oh, yeah. like, I mean, Essential. also takes skill. It too. does. Like it takes a certain amount of skill and you need to be able to do it right. Mid so I even understand like specializing in it and becoming a very in demand barista. That's true. But I don't think that that's what. If we started no. classifying freelance bar I don't think that's what that would end up no. being. It's going to be bidding for the lowest yeah. possible you'll take. Because you see those machines in a lot of places now, too, where you just go order a coffee and they walk up to a machine and they press what you said into a screen on the TV and it just makes it for you anyway. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. It, I Where's fucking, that at? It makes my heart drop every time I see it. Uh, there's a place downtown in Columbus called The Goat that has a window they call breakfast morning ritual not breakfast they serve what morning what? ritual lunch and dinner is what they morning ritual lunch and dinner yes morning ritual lunch dinner the those goat. are the meals of the day at the goat at the, the downtown in columbus on high and one of those roads down near near maine right okay and uh uh they have a open window they have a window now they've always had the window but they carry never out. used it a carry out window and i've been kind of like tempted <laughs> yeah we know about your temptation yeah i love coffee <laughs> you know what i mean and i fucking finally one day was just like i'll ring the little bell and get a coffee sure for these motherfuckers you sure. know i don't even have to go in yeah they what could be more i have hand sanitizer in my pocket i don't have to go in it's safe. This yeah. is a safe thing. There's nobody else in the building with her. So I stop and I ring the bell and I order just a black coffee and I see the goddamn machine right in front of me. And I was like, no, it's one of the machines because they have them in gas stations too. And it's just like a machine that you can just stick the coffee like under the, the thing and it does everything. <laughs> yeah, but it, it does... It does make better coffee than the gas. Station. Okay. okay. It does. It does make better coffee. They put like Thunder Kiss beans in there. Or something? It's just somewhere between uh, gas station and Starbucks. It's like a little. It's like an in between spot where it's just a machine that has hot water and beans and shit in it, but just does all the work for them. Sure. And it's just like that's just another automation thing that, and it's like. They're going to move more towards that. We know that like Starbucks is going to keep moving more towards an automation thing. It's just this idea that there is like that, that, that like there is any romance in freelance work. It's, it's false. Yeah. This is not like a real fucking thing. It makes it sound like, like, uh, uh, 
back in the like 1800s when you would be like a freelance like fisherman that would you know you go to the docks and you're like oh he's the greatest fisherman in three towns and then fucking you get on the boat yeah. and like you work your way up through the ranks and you're like <laughs> this great hand on the deck yeah. and it's like that's not what it is you roll into town you make enough coffee you make coffee during coffee season you roll into town when there's a cold when it's cold you make coffee for three months and you have enough for the rest of the year. That would be the life. <laughs> that is a freelance. That I would like that. Yeah. That would be great. If it was like King Crab Fisherman. That's not what it is, though. It, this is this means you're you're working in the morning at a coffee shop, a different coffee shop in the afternoon, oh, yeah. and then a different coffee shop the next morning. Like you're doing three or four shifts, and it's just this is like. This is hell nightmare. When it oh, says yeah. freelancer, it means nightmare that doesn't pay very much. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, I saw that and I was just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Did you see I, this? I go got ahead. some stuff too. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. This is a long one, so I don't know if you want to save it or what. Go for it. This is a long one. It's uh this is a PPP letter that an email that somebody got. It's pretty good. Okay. If it's good, let's hear it. Subject is eight week rehire team. I don't know. COVID-19 crisis has caused a major disruption to Redacted's operations. Due to being shut down by the state, Redacted was forced to seek aid from the federal government through the PPP. Redacted received funds from the program that are meant for payroll and operating costs and all, and all well, I'm sorry. I, I called it Redacted. What a bad name for a company. Yeah. Meant for payroll and operating costs in certain things in the restaurant this is somebody else's writing uh in fact the ppp allows loan forgiveness for amounts used for payroll costs and certain operating costs as defined by the ppp as you may well know the federal government and the states have reached an agreement to provide an additional 600 a week to the unemployment benefits already available as stated above in order to get forgiveness for the ppp loan we are required to retain a certain percentage of employees and their payroll payroll which created a difficult proposition for both redacted and our employees given the significant increase in unemployment benefits it creates a situation where our employees could choose to stay on unemployment and make more money than if the employee returned to work which in turn would negatively affect redacted ability to reach the required employment and payroll cost thresholds for forgiveness so this is bullshit i i like you took money to yeah. pay people's wages and now you have to make them work. Like, why don't you just not take the money and don't let them get the fucking unemployment? What does mm -hmm. you need the money for? If you're just going to use it on their payroll, you're fu you're just fucking with them. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I mean, that's we. I didn't want to take it because I knew there are strings attached to it. Yeah. So you ready for the conclusion here? Mm-hmm. We at Redacted completely understand the predicament of our employees. No, you don't. No. Sure as hell don't. No, because you took the goddamn money. Now you have to do something. You have somehow figured your predicament as our predicament. You've misplaced that now and made it our predicament. Um, we're just as frustrated as you are at the oh, lack of God. guidance. I'm just tearing my hair out on the other side of this thing. I'm chewing my hat up. I'm so mad about it. Uh, however, on May 5th, 2020, the Department of Treasury issued guidance to c clarify the predicament facing us and our employees and those similarly situated all over the country. Per the guidance, Redacted can now offer you your previous job with the same number of wages and hours 
Even if you are not scheduled to work the same hours, you will get paid as if you did. And should you decline this offer, Redacted can qualify for the exception that will not reduce the amount of loan forgiveness Redacted would otherwise have qualified for had you accepted the offer. So, good news. If you decline coming to work, the company doesn't get hurt. Isn't that great news? <laughs> That's great. But, all that being said, Redacted is thrilled to be able to offer you reemployment with us. We understand that many of our employees have been receiving or have applied to receive unemployment benefits. At this point, it is up to you whether you would like to return to your employment with Redacted or if you would like to continue start receiving unemployment benefits. However, it is important to note that employees who reject offers of reemployment may forfeit eligibility for continued <laughs> unemployment compensation. It's a fucking robbery. It's like, that's it's all so it nice, is. Though. It is it's a like, nice robbery. I'm so worried. What can we do for you? I'm just hectic about this. Like, we're in a real pickle, gang. What can we do? <laughs> we, could, we could take money from the government and we will make you work instead of getting unemployment because we know you're just sicker than hell over there on unemployment thinking that you're, you're that redacted is being hurt right now. Yeah. <laughs> So we want to give you your jobs back. And the good news is if you don't take them, it won't hurt us. It'll just hurt you. <laughs> that's, I mean, and that's what we were saying earlier about the, like, um, what's the, that's what we were saying earlier about, like, if people were just making this decision for themselves to go out and do stuff, that would be great. But they're actually making this decision for, you know, People who don't even make enough money that they should be worried about dying at their job. How about the government starts giving that $1,200 out to everybody that goes back to work? Yeah, yeah. How about you get 600 to stay on unemployment, you get 1200 if you return to your job. Just make it rolling until we're done with the fucking thing. That's smooth as hell, too. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, I just want to get... So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, this is just a whole bunch of... It's just really stupid. It's all exposition about how... Oh, they're just hurt, and they can't it believe this is happening. It sounds to me like uh, this is a person who knows they're doing wrong. Yeah. That, like, knows they're fucking people over and are just trying to get, like... They're like, okay, I've, like... I've yeah. had this argument and put my... This is a person who has put themselves in the position of the people that will be reading the email, but, like, but uh, is trying to, like... They've had this argument in their head all night, and now they're like playing it out in well, front of the people, you know? Well, yeah, I want to say it does get into some jargon, but this last paragraph is pretty good because it does the way they open this up. This letter represents Redacted's good faith reemployment offer. So it's just like they're basically saying out loud what they want you to think. Like, this is good faith, okay? This isn't like negotiable. Um, you don't want us to make a bad faith offer because we'll get your ass kicked off unemployment real quick. Yeah, this is our, this is our, we're going to hire you back. We're, we have, we're requiring you to come back. Yeah. Is what that, it's not an offer. It is. Yeah. It is. You can come back if you, they're saying like, if you don't feel safe, don't come back, but you ain't getting shit well, if you do it. It's a gotcha. This is like one of those things when they're like, it's not like the mail, how you can just say, oh, I never got the notice in the mail. With this letter, with this letter, Redacted can document its efforts in retaining you as an employee to provide evidence for the exception to the loan forgiveness 
reduction calculation. So it's like you already read so far enough. You're in the contract. <laughs> it's a binding contract. Smooth. That is. A- you, they caught you in a trap with an email. They just caught you with them legal jargon. They're gonna. They're gonna probably have some software that tracks if you opened it or not. They can see. They can report to the fucking state that you did that you opened it and you ignored their fucking letter. The when PPP they you off. yeah has turned into like one of the cruelest pieces of legislation I've I've seen in quite a while to workers. It's poison, poison, poison. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it so is. then here they basically lay out I mean they pretty much just do um they, it's just really it is a it's it's now a trick. It's like basically uh you owe x amount of, uh you you are owed this amount of money to work based upon the rules of the government and so you have to come back now and if you decline it's no more unemployment yeah. so they just got your ass in a headlock and they're yeah they know that they're getting a, they know that people are coming back and and i've said this before they're not like there's a good these they're pocketing some of this money too this PPP money, it's not like they're they're paying the regular wages for the of money. Yeah, and it's not like they're they're actually running or anything like that. The the company's probably not running in a lot of cases. And, yeah, and it's like uh, uh, it really is a thing that was like the government made this thing, and then a bunch of the worst people in the world you know took it without even fucking thinking about it, and then they're gonna pay. You know, well, they're employees for like 20 hours yeah. in a week, and then they're just going to pocket what's left over. Yeah, it's it's horrible. So the bottom of this is basically they're forced to fill out this questionnaire. It says, do you understand that you've been offered pay from April 13th to June 7th? Yes or no? Do you understand that if you don't accept that pay, that you may not be eligible for benefits or stimulus money? So that you have to, if you agree to get paid for the time you've been off, then you then you don't get your stimulus. Oh, no, well, I guess you still if you get don't your if you don't agree uh I'm sorry, if you don't agree to take the money for the month that that they've been closed, then you will get kicked off of unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to take they treat it as a not taking your job back. Yeah, yeah. So you lose yeah, you miss out on oh, that's fucked up. I I I've I've seen this story so many times over and over again. I haven't seen it framed. I haven't seen like a I love lot of that the one. Emails. That's so good. Yeah. It's so long and it's just I love the it's just so friendly. It's just one of the it's like HR is just like oh, Brian, you're just such a brilliant spirit. You're just not the right fit for redacted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just your energy is just belongs somewhere else, you know. I can just see you being doing so good. So, you know, you have this big problem of you don't fit at our company and like we really want to fix that problem for you. We want to solve that for you by sending you out the door today. Yeah, by firing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're I mean that was like that was like the really nice way of of sort of saying uh uh you got to come back and if you don't then you're fucked. You know, and I wonder what they're going to pay him for that time off again. They're not going to pay him for 40 hours those weeks that they were off. No, no, That's for th- sure. there was all kinds of there was multiplication going on in there. That was just devious as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. somebody and like, I mean, it's 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 uh, I mean, it's rocking a hard place because if, if you do take that 600 on un- unemployment, uh, you're also going to have to pay that back later. Like they're going to try to fucking dip in your taxes next year for that shit. Oh, yeah. are they? Yeah, that's what somebody's saying in the chat. Oh, cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just the most evil government. <laughs> 
It's, it's just it's, the most evil shit. It's so ever. frustrating. It's hard to wake up to, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw this article on Fox News before we get out of here, and I thought it was funny. Okay. Uh, uh, a long-time Memorial Day weekend tradition to honor veterans is now canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic, but there are persisting calls to bring it back. For decades, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and other group have devoted part of the holiday to place small American flags at the graves of veterans and those who have given the ultimate sacrifice as a way to honor our country's war heroes. Damn, that is one way to write it in the news. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yet this year, the Department of Veterans Affairs has prohibited public events at the sites because of COVID-19. The Boy Scouts and other groups have been barred from carrying out the mass flag placements. On Long Island, New York, where more than 500,000 veterans are buried at two national military cemeteries, there are demands for the VA to reconsider and rescind the ban. If we can't figure out a way to make sure we're placing flags at their graves to honor them, then something is seriously wrong, said Suffolk <laughs> County Executive Steve Baloney. Yeah, who's Mr. Baloney. Baloney, but I'm going to call him Baloney because he's full of baloney. Mr. Baloney. Whose county includes the sprawling Calverton and Long Island National Cemeteries, which hold more veterans than any other military cemetery in the nation. Then their souls are transferred through the stem of the flag, or what is yeah. that? What is this? What do these dead people need the flags for exactly? Well, it's definitely a very emotional kind of moving experience. Personally, my dad is a veteran. <laughs> this guy says my dad's a veteran. Let me explain to you. Yeah. How my dad said. I'm doing this for my dad. <laughs> he was deployed in Iraq for a year. It's good to be able to pay our respects to our fallen heroes. It's important to me. It's important to the Boy Scouts. It's important to the community. And it's something that I would hate to see go. Yeah. It, Take I mean, that a is true. fucking year People. off. Yeah. God, just take a year off. You could go online. Do so, all you have to do is make some sort of video online, and you would get a million likes from grandmas. Oh, well, I know, I know. Like a like a video of like a kid in a Boy Scout uniform with his hand up to his head and a flag in his hand, and just like maybe a scroll across the bottom that said, yeah. "I wish I could put this on a dead soldier's grave." <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then like with like uh, I'm proud to be an American playing in the background. Yeah. That's just as effective as this as as doing the thing every grandma in the world would share it let's put me in a boy scout uniform okay. <laughs> and you're gonna <laughs> i'll just stand there like this with a flag in my hand we'll say this I little boy honor the men and women who died for this great country <laughs> don't even shave like yeah. nothing <laughs> Where can we get a boy? We have somebody can get us that <laughs> Boy Scout uniform. That's kind of hard. We, we to need do. stuff for the TV show, <laughs> and there's lots of people that have access to that. Two X, right? Yeah, if you can give me a two X Boy Scout uniform, I will take a picture. A Scout saying, I uniform. wish I could. Uh... No, we're gonna put it on. I want to put it on the show. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's a great idea. <laughs> Oh, you're Mr. Patriotism. I am. I am very patriotic. You look great guy. in that stuff. You look super patriotic. Well, I do look like the type of guy that would be wearing it for shoot reasons, like for like real reasons. I yeah. do look like that kind of guy. So like yeah. when I do wear it, it's like, oh, my God, yeah, I don't give a goddamn what's on my clothes. I'd rather have the American flag, if anything else. That's the logo I care about. <laughs> That's the logo I care about. <laughs> I care about one goddamn logo, not Nike, not Reebok, just the American fucking flag, okay? Yeah. The Constitution, maybe say we the people on it. Yeah.
Yeah, done. Shirt's done. That's all I need. <laughs> Only logo I need is Thomas Jefferson flexing his muscles. It's cool. Love it. Well, that's the show, man. We did it. Yep, that's Street Fighter Radio, the podcast version, the live stream version. Uh, subscribe on Twitch. You're trying to go live on Twitch, right? You want to go, go big on Twitch, make a Soon. splash? I'm just going to be on Twitch, but I'll, I'll, I'm not doing it right away. I am working on it still. I got a lot of work to do this week, but I, I do plan to be there soon. Yeah, so follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. Um, I'm going to put stuff on both of those. Uh, I don't know where I'll be streaming and things, but it's coming together. I'm ordering equipment, and uh, we're settling in for the long haul. We have zine, a plan for zines. Uh, they're going to be flying out the door, coming very soon. Every two, two or three weeks, you'll be getting a new copy of the zine, so... Uh, sorry to everybody that paid for them a long time ago. They're coming, but, uh, for all the newbies, it's a great time to jump in $5 a month on Patreon gets access to bonus audio from Brian, uh, bonus zines, digital version of the zines and, um, also videos us watching shit. So we have a lot to offer if you want more of what we do. Uh, if not, just enjoy the podcast. That's all we really do do this for. Is like this, and this thing right subscribe. here. You know, like and subscribe is I, what I always say. And then I still think this is our best stuff. Like this is what I get the most excited for. This is what I feel like is the top notch thing that we do. This is what started the whole thing. But it is fun to have a place like Patreon to go and just goof off and try weird shit and you know not always be tied down to like uh, you know flattening the entire uh hierarchy of the earth you know and the curve and the curve yeah we're we're dedicated to flattening the curve that's just something i've been yeah saying. we're curve flatteners yeah that's something i've been saying so remember when that was the whole thing they were like let's flatten a curve and now it's like we did hmm, we did flatten a curve yeah oh i didn't know we flattened the curve i think that's why they're opening up because we're on the other side of the curve if that's why people are comfortable because no idea about yeah. that. Well, I mean, that was all they were saying we needed to do. Yeah. From what I've heard. Right. So we'll see what happens, though. Um, I I'm going to wait just because... Uh, I'm holding off. I've smoked enough cigarettes in my life to know that uh, shit that fucks with your lungs is needs to stay as far away from me as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I've smoked enough I weed. I did hear I've that... I've had enough... I smoked a blunt at, uh, at a weed carnival that was probably 18 inches long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I'm not fucking with it. I, I am uh, I've smoked pills. not doing shit. Yeah, I've, I've smoked a lot of things, too. <laughs> yeah, I smoked methamphetamines and all kinds of shit. So I don't want, I'm going to stay away from, from the lung shit for now. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we, you can find us. I'm going to try to, I don't, I'm trying to keep my mental health together. It's, I'm not mm. doing the best. I'm, I just am still learning, uh, learning. I'm still a stoop, but. Uh, trying not to take on too much, but I hope to to keep the content rolling to do more shit uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. That's my favorite place. I, that's where I put my memes. If you're into weird memes that I find, uh, that's Street Fight WCRS on Instagram, and I'll go live on there again soon. Uh, thank you for tuning in and supporting us and letting us do this thing. We got bigger and better coming, including Means TV. The real TV show is happening. We had a writers meeting this week and we got one planned on monday so uh big things are coming and uh, i'm ready to do it i'm ready to get brian in a fucking boy scout uniform gonna be a good time peace
I don't got a pencil or pen in this book bag. Add it like 10 to the clip, cause it look bad. Don't give a fuck if you piss, nigga, get mad. Or you can bitch and get killed with your bitch ass. Lil' bro got blood on his shirt with his crip ass. Go ride a disc and get murked with your shit ass. Bitch, I'm a star, I might burst with my stiff ass. Hop out the car like who wanted, who with that? I don't know nothing, I was gone when they did that. Bandana rap with my chrome and my wig at. If he won't beef, hit his home with a Big Mac. Niggas be breaking the code like a Kit Kat. Running your mouth like a hoe, get you bitch slapped. Acting too tough, get your bitch wrapped up. I can make four blunts out of bitch like her. I'm rolling backwards, what the fuck is a dust? And my coupe automatic like fuck is a clutch. And you still rocking packs, son, boy, you a bum. Could've bought a new gun, what I spent on my charm. I get cheese by the pound, this is not Parmesan. I'm smoking broccoli, counting up lettuce. In love with the Glock, I think I got a fetish. Cush in my pocket, this shit hella smelly. Little season, my Glock, get that bitch hot and ready. Finna be summer, go pull out the shirts and go pull out the shovels and water the dirt. Niggas been so called looking for me for a half a nigga, I'm popping them first. If you my bitch, then you gotta be pretty. You're with it like bait, put the Glock in your purse. Fuck up your life like some crack or a curse. Got a bitch with a pipe in the back of the first. Think it's just we can turn matters to worse. Go from Cadillac trucks to a Cadillac hearse. Act like you pop and get popped like a purse. Front like he got it, we rob him his merch. Go through his wallet and all of his merch. Fuck what you call it, I call it some work. And I'm constantly balling like cars Levert. I ain't fucking her raw, even off of this perk. Six, six, six.